Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast, our first Cracked Interviews podcast of the 2019 season. So Westoff, throw in a Happy New Year sound effect for us. We are so happy to be back with you for another year of fantastic interviews from all throughout the tennis world, the professional ranks, the junior ranks. But of course, given that the college season is upon us, we had to start this year with a college tennis interview. And as listeners of this podcast know... My fandom of UVA has not been hidden. You know, that was the school I was watching when I was in high school. That was through their rise. I had the opportunity to see that entire dynasty come to fruition. And so obviously my bias has, you know, never been hidden. And I am so happy that for our first interview of 2019, we bring in the former UVA men's head tennis coach. He also did some time at Indiana State where he led the team to three straight undefeated seasons in conference play. And now the current head coach of the Baylor University men's tennis team. So happy to have you back in the college tennis world. Coach Brian Boland, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thanks, Alex. Uh, great to join you and um, certainly excited to be back in the college game. I mentioned this when we were talking beforehand, but this is an interview I've been seeking out, Coach, so I have some questions prepared for you. I hope you're ready to uh, go through this with me. I'm ready to go, absolutely. Awesome. Well, then, my first question, you know, I did a little research into you, and I know you are from, I believe, Robbinsdale, Minnesota? Uh, Well, that's where I was born. I actually grew up um, most of my uh, young years in St. Cloud, Minnesota, which is central Minnesota. All right, so, and, and so my first question is, how does a guy from Minnesota fall in love with the game of tennis? Well, I think it's like anybody. You, you, you are mentored by someone that comes into your life. Um, and for me, that was a, a, a man by the name of Jerry Sales who, who loved the game of tennis, is in the Tennis Hall of Fame in Minnesota, was a, was a high school coach at the time, and, and at a very young age, he introduced me to the game. Uh, my mom played briefly when she was growing up, but Jerry was really my mentor and someone who started me in the game and I had a older brother who was a year older than me and we would go out and hit all day long and fell in love with the game and you know interestingly Minnesota has a, has had a lot of great players over the years um, as you know um, David Wheaton, Marty Fish and so many others so it does have some great tennis even though it's in the frozen tundra and um, I enjoyed uh, my, my years playing junior tennis in Minnesota um, and then uh, obviously uh, taking it from there but you know I never expected to spend a lifetime in the game coaching but it's been um, it's been the, the, the most enjoyable and gratifying thing I could have ever dreamed of. Well you mentioned having an older brother who played the game and I also have an older brother who did that. One of the most satisfying moments of my tennis career was the first time I beat him. I remember it sophomore year of high school I had his number and I said I'm never losing to you again because it was such a mental block. Did you have that sort of relationship with your brother? You know all due respect to Mike. Uh, we played uh, three sports together and, and this is probably not common amongst brothers who compete but my brother was always pushing me to be better in everything I did than him even to this day and, and I find that unusual and he's someone I have really admired and looked up to and every time my two boys get at it I always remind the older older <laughs> one Bryce that uh, you know Brendan uh, what, what Mike had done for me I'm hoping for Bryce could have the same impact on Brendan because you know how competitive two brothers can be and in my case I was fortunate that 
my brother was uh, ultra supportive and always kind of pushing me to be better. And even to this day, um, he's probably my biggest fan and has come to every NCAA tournament uh, since the early 2000s and, and was disappointed that I left the college game, but uh, was thrilled that I'm back in coaching at Baylor. Well, with all due respect, Coach, that was kind of a cop-out. I didn't hear, do you remember that first time you beat him? Because I'm sure there's a story. I do. It was in Reno, Nevada. Um, <laughs> we were living there because my dad was in judicial school. Um, we played a city tournament, and we built, played each other in the final, and I won, and he was he was a little bit unhappy. But after <laughs> some time, he, he got over it, and uh, we continued to make each other better for years, and certainly I'm, I'm grateful for that. I don't think there's anything better because – when you always have a hitting partner and someone that's ambitious to go out on the courts and, and be court rats, uh, it can be a lot of fun, and we certainly were blessed with that. Absolutely. I, I think my fondest memories on the court come sharing time with my brother. We got to play a high school season of doubles together. That was a ton of fun, obviously. I don't know how fun it was for my parents, but we really enjoyed it at that point. You know, Getting back to you, you mentioned that you, you go to the University of St. Thomas and then you transfer to Indiana State, and that's where your coaching career began. You, know, you were 24 years old when you first got into the game. What, was it a matter of, oh, I need to figure out something to do with my time, let's try this tennis gig, or you know, was well, it something more than that? Well, I actually ended up at Indiana State because they changed a young woman um, <laughs> down to Indiana from Minnesota by the name of Becky Boland, who is now my wife of 24 years uh, last week. And, and that was probably, uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, it became probably the best decision I ever made. And when I graduated, um, one of the players that was on the team when I was applying to, and getting ready to go to law school said, you know, there's the, the opening here. Why don't you uh, interview for the job? And I said, you got to be crazy. I'm going to go to law school. I've got other plans. And, and um, I reached out to the AD, and they actually gave me an interview. And five interviews later, they offered me the job. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that you least expect. But, you know, I'm now 23 years into it and, and loving every moment of it and still learning and getting better and, and loving the challenges that, that the – that, that tennis brings to you, it's certainly what it can do for, for someone's life. So I, I've been one of the most blessed people in the world, and I owe tennis everything. Yeah, and you, you talk about you know having that success at Indiana State right away. You obviously leave the program. You go 121-32 and 32 in your time there, like 36-0 and 0 over your final three seasons in league play. This is completely subjective, but what felt better, that first undefeated season at Indiana State or that first undefeated season at UVA? You know they were different. I think it's. Um, I think when you when you're first starting to to, to coach, you're you're still in that that mindset of of um, trying to understand um, what it takes to, to be the best. And one of the things that was so gratifying was to really win our first school conference title at Indiana State. It was our first Missouri Valley Conference championship at the time, and we went undefeated. And that was certainly a special uh, moment. And then any time that you can win a national championship at that stage, and you you've come and fell short many times prior to that. It's also incredibly gratifying. But more than that, and I know that uh, this is something you hear often, but it's, it's really the opportunity to go through the, the, the process with young people to see them improve and work hard and come together and do something special. I think there's nothing more um, gratifying for, for a coach or leader to, to see young men uh, work hard, uh, go through some adversity, continue to learn and, and work together and, and do something special. And that's what is so incredible about this this job and the honor to, to coach a sport where I really think it's a, a tool that you can use that has such an impact on so many lives, what tennis can do in terms of teaching 
about adversity and character and, and um, you know, the, the opportunity to, to allow young men to, to, to become leaders and leaders of themselves and leaders of their peers and so on. And there's just so much opportunity within the game, and, and um, we try to do that every day here at Baylor, as I did both at Indiana State as, as well as Virginia. So I've just been blessed to work with so many young people and, and certainly enjoying every moment um, here at Baylor University. And I do want to talk about your time at Baylor, Coach, and I promise we will get there. But my last question, <laughs> I got I teased him about this when we had him recently on the Cracked Interviews podcast. You know, it's, it's the 90s, so gosh knows the mullet for you is in full effect at that point. And, of course, <laughs> a young tan man, he's got the sunglasses on by the name of Tony Brusky, comes to town, and you yeah. say, hey, that's the guy I want as my assistant coach. Obviously, something clicked between you two, and you were able to build at Indiana State and then as well at Virginia later on. But what you know, what did you see in him as a coach, and just what was that partnership like throughout the years working with Coach Brusky? When I was uh, coaching at Indiana State in my early years, we we ended up playing uh, Western Illinois, where Tony was our number one player. And to be honest with you, I was just impressed with it, the way that he competed and carried himself on the court. He read the game so well. Um, he was so gritty and tough. And he and, and in just in conversations with him um, throughout that time, and then we had a mutual friend that that let me know that he had an interest um, in in coaching college tennis. And uh, when he finished his senior year at Western Illinois, I gave him a call, and the conversation started. And and uh, he became a great friend and colleague. And I'm certainly so proud of what he was able to accomplish. Last year, you know, Tony works incredibly hard, and um, he really puts everything he has into each and every one of his players. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of what he's, what he's accomplished. And we look forward to playing Wake Forest this year um, in uh, March, so that should be fun. You stole my transition question. Is it fun for you to get to schedule his team? I know you scheduled a match with UVA. Is it fun to get to go back see some of your former coaches and the success they're having? No, no question. I mean, I'm so proud of what Andres Pedros and the are accomplishing. Um, at Virginia, you know, he's off to a great start. He certainly, when he took over the program, we had graduated a number of seniors, so he didn't have the talent that, that I did um, when I left UVA to, to go in, to, into USDA player development. But he did a great job with that team under the circumstances, and he's recruited so well and certainly just so excited and thrilled with, with, with what he's doing at UVA and how he's doing it. And, of course, uh, the job that, that Tony has done at Wake Forest, and there's Houston Barrick is now coaching at Richmond. And there's so many others out there that are coaching and doing a great job in mentoring young people and, and making them better. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really special to not only to, to work with young people as players, but then for them to get into the business of coaching and, and have a positive impact is, is really gratifying and special. No, absolutely. And you know, to get back to you coming back to Baylor and coming back to college tennis, in reading some of the answers you've given about that decision, you talked about you talked about the vision uh, at Baylor for the athletic program, and I'm just curious if you could expand on that. What was it about the vision at Baylor that really drew you back into the college coaching realm? Well, I, I, I'll be completely transparent in how this happened. That I was uh, actually at uh, the NCAA championships. Uh, representing U.S. tennis uh, to to follow the collegiate championships before heading to Paris the next day. Um, when I was at the championship match, I got a call from that athletic director at Baylor University asking if if we would, if my wife and I would just sit down with him and his staff before I left for Paris. And 
Um, you know, I was pretty hesitant because I thought, you know, my focus at that time was leading player development. I was excited about what was going on and what we were what we were doing and, and the impact that I, I thought that we were having. Certainly there was always challenges, but I was enjoying the process and I really believed in in uh, the vision that Mark Blackman has and continues to have for, for player development in, in U.S. tennis. So I, I took the call. I, I went back in. I asked my wife if this was something she wanted to do, sit down and listen to Matt Rhodes and and the administration at Baylor before I left for Paris, and she really did want to do that, and uh, it never hurts to listen. And certainly, I went into the discussion thinking that you know that it was very unlikely that I, I would probably go back to college so quickly. We were very invested in uh, player development, the USTA, uh, moving to Orlando with the whole family, and, and investing and in, in living in Windermere. And I walked out about four hours later um, from a meeting with the Baylor administration, so impressed and. And uh, ended up in a very short period of time deciding that night to become the Baylor coach. And, and uh, it was a hard decision, but it had to be done at that time. And, you know, I, I, uh, I've never looked back. Uh, certainly, um, in, uh, you know, disappointed in some sense that I didn't have more time um, at, the, at the USDA. But, you know, Ken Kinnear is now in charge of men's tennis. He's a fabulous person. He's going to do a great job. And uh, Ola, who's now the director of tennis, who was head of women's tennis, and Jeff, of course, Kathy Rinaldi, who's now head of women's tennis. Those are great people that are going to uh, do amazing things at U.S. tennis. So I, my time there was impactful. I felt like I, I was challenged. I learned an incredible amount from some great people, and, and in a very short time, felt like we, we had some impact. Uh, but I'm back in the college game. I love it. Um, this is where we need to be as a family, and we're enjoying living in Waco and, and being at Baylor. My kids have really adapted. Um, to the new environment and being back in college, they they love that as a family. We have four young ones, 18, 16, uh, 14, and 12, so we have our hands full with that. And living in a college town is is ideal for a family. And um, it's been uh, it's been an incredible experience so far. We absolutely love Baylor and Baylor's commitment to college tennis is second to none. There's just no question about it. What they um, are committed to and and and, and what they want to what they want to build and how they want to do it. I was so impressed with Mac Rhodes and Jeremiah Dickey and the leadership that they brought to Baylor Athletics, and it's been a it's been a special journey so far, and I think the best is no doubt in front of us. You talk about that year off, uh, that year in Atlanta with the U.S. or Atlanta. You talk about that year in Orlando with the USTA, now being back in the college game. You had the opportunity to learn from so many different coaches. You know, What did you take away in that year off from the game? Because you had been coaching since 1997 straight that maybe you'll bring as a new perspective to your coaching philosophy with your team at Baylor. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know one of the things that, that there's so many great coaches um, that are part of U.S. tennis, and, and the, you know, they continue to, to um, do such a, a great job, and I think anytime you're around, um, you know, some of the former great players and the opportunities you have um, to spend time with the likes of Andre Agassi and Gil Rays and Yvonne Lendl and Jim Currier and Marty Fish and Martin Blackman and, and just so many people that have incredible experience in the game, I would be remiss enough not even mentioning Kathy Rinaldi, the job she's done with Fed Cup on the women's side. Uh, the, the, they're just incredible minds, and they love the game. They're passionate, and I think just being, you know, in the trenches, in the meetings, listening, learning, um, and, and doing everything you can to, to move the needle for American tennis is, is a really big challenge. And um, they work tirelessly with great intentions to do it, and, and um, it's, it's hard work. But uh, at the same time, um, 
you know, it's it's worth it's it's uh it's worth it. And uh, I just I think more than anything, just being around so many great minds with with people with incredible experience, and of course Ola and Tank Kinnear and and um, you know Jose Harris, um and the list goes on. So American tennis, I think, is heading in the right direction. Um, it, it's it's a hard process. It takes time. Um, the world is obviously very competitive, and and um, I really enjoyed the experience there. I would have liked to have more time, but. Baylor came calling. It was no question the right decision for our family. At the end of the day, it's family first, and we're very, very happy here. And I know those that supported us uh, at U.S. Tennis understand that this is where we need to be in the best interest of our family, and uh, we're very, very happy. Absolutely. And, you know, moving on to that decision, now you've become the Baylor head, head tennis coach. What is the first move you make in terms of reaching out to members of the team? Is your first call to assistant coach Michael Woodson? Is your first call to team members? You know, what do you do to get situated with the program right away? Yeah, well, the first thing I did is um, obviously I came into Waco. Um, we had a brief press conference. And, uh, I got on a plane and I flew. Um, let's see, I flew to ten countries, seventeen <laughs> flights in eight days Jeez. to visit with every single family that was on the roster to kind of. Um, surveying where they were at, how they were doing, who they were, um, what was important to them, and how they would fit into the vision that I had for the program. And, and uh, I brought Michael with me so we could get to know each other and ended up hiring Michael. And um, I'm proud of what we've already accomplished. And I think that was probably the best thing we could ever have done is it's all about the relationships, getting to know the young people and their families and understanding what's important to them and, and, and listening and learning uh, as much as you can and, and taking it from there. And, I, and that was uh, – I'm really appreciative. I look back, and, and, and that was the first thing I asked of Matt Rose, the athletic director. Um, that was my first request. I wanted to go visit with everybody, even though it was in the summertime, have an opportunity to just sit down and, 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 and meet everyone face-to-face and really understand and get to know them. And, and he supported that, and I'm grateful for that because I think that really helped me get off to a great start. Uh, one fun question and then a serious one off of that, but I, I asked Coach Bresky this as well. When you're in Austria and Slovenia and Germany, that's got to be kind of fun, right? You know what? When I, yeah, at times, but it's also hard work. I mean, most of the time when you think of being on that many flights in so few days, <laughs> I mean, true. a lot of our meetings took place in airports, really. We never oftentimes even got into the city. and um, You know, I think a lot of that, you know, it, it, sounds, it sounds like it's, it's a lot of fun. You certainly want to take the time to, to visit, you know, different sites and, and enjoy the opportunity to travel around the world. But it's also business, and you know, you spend most of your time um, with the people that you're trying to get to know or recruit and get to know their families. So um, there's not a lot of extra time because you try to be as efficient as you can. And of course, um, you know, there's a lot of traveling that goes into being a, a tennis coach in general. Certainly, there's a ton of traveling at U.S. tennis, and college coaches already travel a, a ton. So you want to be as efficient as you can, particularly if you have a family. And as you know, I have a big one, so we want to be as efficient as we can with all that. So it's hard to balance it all. But, yes, there's there's certainly some enjoyment in it to a, to a degree. I mean, of course, Coach Bresky now looks great with the Petro signing, but you can't tell me he wasn't just doing that to go to Cyprus. I, I'm convinced. Yeah, you'll never convince <laughs> well, me otherwise. <laughs> Coach Bresky, and, and I've said this before, all credit to him. He's, he's done a fabulous job. Um, not only with the team and leading and coaching, but also recruiting, of course, and, and you know, looking back at the job he did to get Noah Rubin and uh, so many other great players. And then, of course, it's, it's one thing to get him. It's another thing to, to lead and manage and coach him. It's hard work, and he's done a, done a great job. I'm really proud of him. Definitely. But getting back to your own roster, you talked about getting to know the families, talking to the guys. 
does it help for you that the the roster for Baylor not necessarily old there are a lot of sophomores but there's certainly a lot of guys who have at least one season of college tennis under their belt does that help you uh, in terms of making a transition you know back to no there's, there's no question I mean the job Matt Cadola's here 22 years he, he, he had some great teams he did some amazing things with the program and certainly when I came in uh, this past summer um, it, there were there were some great players on the roster, and more importantly than that, really good people. And 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 we do have some senior leadership right now, like Jimmy Van Dick and and uh, Will Little, of course, and uh, Johannes uh, Shredder. Those guys are, are just tremendous leaders, wonderful guys, and and they've really done an incredible job, not only with the young guys that were currently on the roster, but I've also brought in you know Camilo Segura, who's a transfer from Virginia, who's from Maryland. Um, Adrian Boyton is joining our team here in January. Finn Bass as well. And, of course, Roy Smith out of Connecticut is returning to the team here in January. He's had a great run in the fall. So those guys who are seniors and and, and, and provided just a tremendous amount of leadership for us that has been so helpful for me in my transition um, to the program. So um, we, we have a very competitive team. And I'm really excited about uh, what's coming this spring. You mentioned Roy's successful fall. Obviously, it's not very often that you win a challenger like he does uh, just out of the blue. Um, I, I, did you get a chance to go down there? Have you talked to Roy? You know, how does that does that adjust, change his expectations for the season, what he tries to accomplish? Well, Roy loves the game of tennis, and he enjoys competing, and he, and he constantly focused on getting better. He's a student of the game. Um, he, he's, he's someone who is so eager to get out and get better every single day, and he's, he's around good people. So I've loved getting to know Roy and his family. And Sonia, his mother, is amazing. Is, is Roy Sr., uh, incredible family, wonderful people. And, yes, I was able to watch Roy play throughout the tournament in Houston. He made the final of the 150, and certainly that was a, a huge thrill to, to see him continue to improve throughout the fall. And then he had a nice run in Waco where he made the final here as well uh, in our in our in 25K of the Waco Regional. And, and so he's done some great things, and he's uh, and, and he's excited about being back here at, at Baylor for the spring term. I think he's going to have an amazing impact on our team. But you know what I, I love about Roy is he's absolutely in love with the game. He's always looking to get better every day. Um, he plays a, a, a big game, and he's not afraid to compete. And, and I just uh, I've gotten to know him really, really well, and just just love being around him. He brings a smile to the court every single day, and he's just a happy kid. So. Um, hats off to, to him and his family and everyone around them. He's just done a great job. And I'm excited about his future in tennis. I think these are great things um, for American tennis. Well, looking into that future even you know sooner than that, the 2019 season, you know, you guys have a, a weekend January 18th where you host uh, three matches that weekend. And then it's to my hometown, Ann Arbor. And, Coach, I'll be at this ITA kickoff weekend. So you don't come into my town and, you know, not kiss the ring. So I will see you there. Um, you've got Georgia and then Michigan or NC State. And then you've got, you know, a trip to Wake Forest. You've got Illinois coming in. This seems to be something that you're carrying over from Virginia in terms of scheduling the toughest competition for your team. You know, is that something you purposely try to do when coming up with this schedule? Yeah, I think no question. Um, you know, we, we, we certainly want to play against the best. I mean, if you want to be the best, you try to compete against the best. The Big 12 is incredibly strong, and Texas and, and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, TC, all those teams can play at such a high level. So. Anytime you play a match in the Big 12, it's going to be highly competitive. Um, there's no days off. And then, of course, our non-conference schedule is also, I think, pr- very strong. Um, I think it's well-balanced and certainly looking forward to 
to um, play Georgia early in the season. That's going to be a huge test for us uh, in Ann Arbor. And then if we're fortunate enough, we'll move on to play the winner of, of, of NC State or Michigan. And either way, we get two matches, and they're both going to be highly competitive. All four of those teams are outstanding. It's certainly one of the, the toughest regions in the country for the kickoff weekend to, to qualify for national indoor. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to the challenges. Illinois always has a great team. Obviously, defending national champion Wake Forest at Wake Forest will be will be hard. So, um, Arkansas and Nebraska and others. So, we're we're, we're going to be we're going to be pushed all season, and we want nothing less. And look, and look forward to it. So, um, yeah, scheduling is, is hard, and it's really really important, and we're continuing to build on that. And another thing uh, in terms of the type of culture you like to build, you know, we've talked to J.C. Aragoni, we've talked to Ty Kwiatkowski, both wonderful interviews on the Correct Interviews podcast you should check out if you haven't yet. Uh, But they both say, even beyond the talent you guys had at Virginia, one thing you would always tell the team before NTAs, it's the team that loves each other the most is the one that's going to end up winning the tournament. You know, is that something you're bringing to Baylor, and how do you try and build that culture amongst the team? Well, look, at the end of the day, it's about team, and together everyone's going to achieve more, and, and you know, you have an opportunity every day to, to make – um, yourselves and everyone else around you better by everything you say and do. Your actions, your behaviors are so important and have such an impact, both as coaches, as players, and, and um, you know, the culture of team and discipline that, that we had at uh, Virginia, I, I was so proud of. And, and I do believe that. I mean, you look at all the great – you can have a, a very talented team, um, but if you, if you don't um, have that chemistry and, and really love one another and push each other to be better every single day and – and um, it, it's really hard to, to, to achieve something great, you know. So no matter how much talent you have, I think at the end of the day, you got to learn to work together um, and to make each other better. And, and uh, the, the teams at Virginia, um, I was so proud of and so many great relationships. And every, every opportunity I get to go to another wedding, there's a big smile on my face because most of the, the, the uh, groom's party is, is former Cavalier tennis players. I mean, I've been to so many with the entire uh, the, the entire Blues party are, are former players and teammates and guys who love each other and, and that was special you know I, I miss Virginia I love Virginia it's a wonderful place great institution and they did so much for me and, and uh, but with that being said I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the challenge that, that I now have at Baylor and I'm, I've been so blessed to be supported at the highest level uh, with, the, with the administration here and, and I've absolutely fallen in love with, with the city um, as well as the university I was uh, you know I didn't know that much about um, this area. Uh, we won the NCAAs here in 2015, but I was so focused on the courts and the hotels and preparing the team, I really never took a lot of time to realize how special this place was. It reminds us a lot of Minnesota, but a lot warmer, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the green and, the, and all the lakes. We love Michigan, and it's just a, it's a great little college town, and, and the campus is beautiful, so we feel so blessed to be here, and you know, the, the, the impact that Mark Hurts had from Oracle uh, to build a facility with many others is, is undoubtedly one of the best of the country so we're fortunate for that as well and, and we're just supported so highly by the administration so um yeah just been so blessed to, to do to do what i do and continue to to hopefully impact young lives and uh and, and have a lot of success and enjoy doing it look coach i loved ann arbor so much in college that i also didn't leave it you know i had to stay for my real career so i totally understand that uh mindset i i do want to ask one more culture related question and then you know, we I haven't asked you any Virginia-related stuff. Of course, we're, we're going to record that on our own at a separate time because God knows that would be a two-hour pod, and it's preseason. <laughs> I don't want to be the reason Baylor doesn't do what they want to do this year. Um, 
But I do have to ask, again, another thing the Virginia guys mentioned, something I'm sure is going to play a role with your Baylor teams. You know, you mentioned her importance as well as Becky Boland and what your wife brings to the team in terms of helping create that family environment. You know, how excited are you to get the chance to do that again with her, with this Baylor squad? Well, I mean, that is a, it's a huge part of it. You know, Becky's been, we've been married 24 years. Um, she's with family stepping away um, at Indiana State when she finished her PhD there. And then, uh, you know, we built a family and, and then, of course, moving to Charlottesville. And, and her life really became being part of the team in college tennis. And she probably loves tennis more than anyone I've ever met. And, and it was hard when we went to, to U.S. tennis. We lived uh, 45 minutes an hour from the uh, facility, so she was away from it all. Uh, and, you know, that was in the best interest where we wanted our kids to go to school, so we were clear across the city in Orlando. And she was away from it for a year. So, you know, that was hard for both of us because we spent so much time working together and, and um, you know, building the programs together. And she just loves the game. She's been stringing rackets and being involved with the sport since she was 12 years old in that sense. And she's played tennis from a very early age all the way up through the ranks. And, and um, you know, she, she just loves it. And she's the best partner you could ever have. And, uh, I can't imagine um, we wouldn't have near the success without her. So it does create the family atmosphere, and she's very bright, and, 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 and she's somebody that I, I have incredible trust in and, and her observations about what we need to do and where the program's at. And, and um, you know, it, it, it would be impossible to do without her, to be honest. So mm-hmm. thanks for bringing that up because it really is important. And it's, I think for her it's been great to be back in the college game because she's so, so much part of it. So. Um, as much as she's always supported me when I left for U.S. tennis and we had every intention of continuing that, uh, the Baylor opportunities uh, been also another another opportunity for Becky and I to work together. Well, of course, Coach. It's a testament to the players who believe this. You know, these are the things they mention when we ask them about their college career, and that's why we're so excited to have the Bullen family back in college tennis. Now, I've learned better than to ask for expectations from coaches for 2019, but I'll frame the question like this. When college tennis fans come to watch the Baylor Bears play in 2019, what do you want them to take away from that experience? Uh, a, a team that competes um, with class, uh, professionalism, um, really gritty, um, and uh, leaves it all on the court every single day and, and, and is a true team. So that's certainly what I think they will take away from it and what will demand of our players and, and um I know they're excited um, to wear the green and gold this year. We're, we, have a, we have a great team. The recruiting's gone really well, and, and we're excited about the, the future. Um, but we're focused right now on, on this spring season, and, and we'll see what we can do. But there's certainly a lot to look forward to. No, we're, we're looking forward to it as well. And as I just mentioned, I will be watching you guys. You know, I'll be, and that sounds a little weird, but I will be there in Ann Arbor to see you guys play, and I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, but all right, Coach, I will let you go, but I want to do one more thing. That is a rapid-fire question. Give our fans one last chance to learn a little bit about you, plus give me a chance to ask some questions that I've just been dying to ask, and some of these just have to come out now. So we'll start with a fun one first, Coach. Your favorite city in the world you got to travel to? Uh, Paris. You just loved it there? Loved it. It's yeah. Love the French Open, love the tennis, love Paris. That's a common answer. All right, now I'm going to go with a UVA one. Did you Have you ever coached a more talented freshman than Alex Damajan? Because I will make the case that his freshman season was the best I've ever seen. Um, I, it's hard to define talent. Alex was certainly an incredible tennis player. Uh, I was fortunate to, to coach a, a number of talented guys, but one of the things I'll say about Alex is not only was he talented, but his work ethic 
uh, and his focus on team was second to none. So he's certainly up there. I don't know how you can you can um, you can say what's talent. I mean, I look at guys like Mitchell Frank, and I think in between the years, is anybody more talented than that guy? He's amazing. He's so gritty and tough, and what a competitor. And of course, Alex physically was a beast and and loved his team. And I, I was fortunate to work with a lot of great great players and great people. See, this is why we so. need two hours because I would go and both won ITA All Americans. Damajan though undefeated until the quarterfinals at number two singles in the dual match season. <laughs> that was and Thatcher plays incredible for Stanford. I mean. There's uh, yeah. he it just the, the the power the movement for someone that size just remarkable. But okay, he I, was a beast. Yeah, he was special and I'm proud of him. Yeah, so, but another one to you. Your favorite non-tennis athlete? Uh, no. Let's go with Wayne Gretzky. Ooh, hockey answer. Interesting. I wasn't ready to go that route, but I, that's I'll, I'll adjust hockey. accordingly. Um, have you had a chance to try the the Tex-Mex? Have you been enjoying that, you know, all of the barbecue and all that comes with Texas cuisine? Unfortunately, more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear. Well, Coach, it's preseason for all of us, so, you know, it's not just the players. Exactly. Well, I need to start getting in the season in that sense, so i got to do a little less of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another UVA one. The Somdev Devarman senior team, I want to say that's 2008 takes on the 2011 team where Shabazz was a senior, and that's the Damajan team. Both teams, in my opinion, could could have won NCAA titles, maybe should have. Who wins in a dual match? 4-3, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if we had two hours, I'd give you the breakdown. Just, can you... Not this is not necessarily rapid fire, but what's it like when you have a Samdev Devarman on your team, someone who you can just count on at the top of your lineup week in, week out? You feel grateful every day because not only was he a great player, um, he was the most unbelievable person you could ever coach. And you can you could coach a hundred lives and sometimes never have an opportunity to coach someone who's special. So I'm just bummed. Totally fair. <laughs> have you ever met someone who hits a ball harder than Ryan Shane? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the only problem was it took about three years before it went in. But when it did go in, I've also never seen anybody hit a second serve as big as Ryan Shade, but he didn't really have one. He went for both. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Yeah, it's what's so Ryan fun about Shane one? Is, Ryan Shane, by the way, is another one of the most incredible human beings that I've ever coached. What a special guy. And to see what he was able to do in his career in tennis at the University of Virginia is special. And, and I'm not kidding. I mean, yes, he hit the ball hard, but when he found the court and Learned to own his shots a little bit more over time. He was special and he was fun to coach. What a great guy. Uh, a guy we will get into, Coach, I promise. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> all right. I'm just gonna let this out here. It's because I would. <laughs> I'm so sorry for saying this, but we're 35, 36 minutes in, so I I feel comfortable saying it. Maybe he shouldn't have played three doubles that match against USC, Coach. Maybe we should have shifted it a little. <laughs> anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Oh, it's one of the again. We will get into it. All right, next. No, qu- no, no, no response. <laughs> Fair. Next question: Green and yellow as a color scheme. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like it actually. I know it's not everyone's favorite, um, but I it's it's growing on me. You know, my my wife uh, is favorite color by far is green, uh, so that has a little play in it, and. Um, you know, the other thing that is kind of ironic about, you know, to switch subjects a little bit is we've got Brian, uh, Brianna, Bryce, Brock, Brendan, Boland, and the Baylor Bears, so <laughs> a lot of these, and then a lot of my, my first recruits, Bass and Boynton and others, and something about the bees here, so it's worked out well for us. 
Oh, yeah, that's I, I like it. I'm in on that, Coach. And I also I, – I don't mind the Baylor uniforms. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, all right, we'll end with a, another fun one. Um, Big 12 regular season title expectation – not expectation, but goal for the Bears? You know, in all honesty, Big 12 is – and I'm not trying to avoid the question. There's just, every single team is, is, is really strong. Um, you're not going to get a day off. Uh, it's, it's certainly one of those conferences where it's not about depth. It's everybody can compete at the highest level. So you got to bring it every single time, and, and I, it could fall, you know, it could fall anywhere. And I really mean that. There's just so many great programs in the Big 12, and they compete hard, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, we'll end with a family-based one. Obviously, you had Christmas and the New Year's as your last little piece of the off-season uh, before you got into the preseason. How does the Bolin family spend that time? We spent it together in Waco, Texas. Uh, we did hiking here in Waco, which was amazing. Um, they have some unbelievable hiking trails in Waco, some of the best in the country. We did some fishing. Uh, the fishing in Waco is actually amazing. We love the lakes. Um, the weather was great, and we spent a lot of time with some new friends, and we enjoyed every minute of it. And um, it was it was fun not to travel, quite frankly. I was uh, <laughs> I've done enough traveling over the last several years, so to stay at home in Waco and have a little bit of family visit and, and spend some time with new friends and, and get a lot of activity with the family it was great. So um, that that was it was actually an incredible uh, time off. Yeah, I, I was it weird to have Christmas without snow. Uh, you know, we didn't always make it back um, to uh, Minnesota for Christmas. Uh, and in Virginia, it was kind of hit and miss. Sometimes you'd get the snow, and other times you, you won't because the weather was inconsistent during that time of the year. Uh, so, no, I, I wouldn't say we've been away from Minnesota for, you know, most of our adult lives. Uh, so we haven't always had a, 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 a winter, uh, or I should say a white Christmas. But uh, when you get those, they're special, and uh, we certainly miss them. But, no, not really. I, I, it was kind of nice to have 70, 75 degrees. <laughs> go hiking with the family and, and we have a new dog by the way the dog's name is Baxter don't oh. be on that one too so he loved oh, all the hiking gosh. So, um, yeah it's a little goofy it's a, you know we, and I didn't even mention on chat but Basil another piece so there's something really really awkward about all this no, that's you belong at Baylor. Belong at Baylor. There you go. There's another one. Um, all right, my last, I promise, last question to you. I brought this up pre-production, but I want to give you a chance to respond because Coach Bresky chose a no contest in this question. Better hairline in 2019. Uh, Houston Barrick, Lee Singer, or Coach Brian Boland? Um, I think Barrick's got the worst hairline of the three. <laughs> Um, he's, he's, he's running out. Um, you know, I feel bad for the guy, but there's pretty much nothing left. Uh, but in all due respect, he's still probably the best competitor that I ever played for me. And most of the teams that, uh, that have to deal with me get tired of hearing about Houston Barrick. So, um, he certainly left it on the court. Maybe that's why there's no hair left. <laughs> we'll take it out. That, uh, that forehand swing, you would brush off the sides every time. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Houston's forehand, but I'll tell you what, he found a way to get it in. And the rest of this game was incredible. Um, and what a competitor. I mean, what a, what a, what an incredible oh. competitor that guy was. I mean, it didn't matter, you know, anywhere, anytime, any place against anyone, that guy would lace him up and be ready to go. And, um, you know, he's at Richmond, and those kids who play for him are very lucky because there's certainly no better example in terms of who could compete. That guy's a, that guy's a, See, a monster. This I love is, having Houston play for the team. This is what I'm saying, and I, I'm sorry to bring this up, but I don't get how a team that has the doubles pieces of uh, Sam Devdevarman, Trait Huey, Dom Inglot, uh, tr- uh, you've got Houston Barrick, Sanam Singh, Michael Shabazz. That is incredible to me. I just, 
what that's well, why I that's why I love those teams. Well, they yeah, and, they, and like you said previously, they love each other, and I think that particular team did drop a double point all year, and ended up losing in a, in a great match against Georgia in the Final Four. Um, if you remember, when Sanam was a freshman, he was last match on, and what a great match that was. And, and uh, but that that was a special team, and there were so many great teams, great memories. And again, it's just that journey with with young Ben and. And, 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 and people that grow up to, to have massive impact. And, and that's the other thing, just to stay in their lives and, and have all these relationships. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing better in, 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 than being in this college coaching and the opportunity that we have. And we need to keep it all in perspective. We're, we're very fortunate to do what we do. Well, Coach, I'm, I'll get a little sentimental here to end it. You know, you talk about relationships. I feel like one of the reasons I enjoy tennis so much is I had the chance to watch all of those Virginia teams you coached and just the way, you know, they played as a team, the way they fought together when, you know, when Adrian Puget's foot hit the net. I remember where I was thinking, and I'm sorry for swearing, but holy shit, like it hit the net, like unbelievable. And so I felt like I've had that relationship in my life as well, and I've always appreciated that coach. So like I mentioned, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, and I reserve the right to bring you back for our two hours on Virginia. I'd look forward to it. I'd love to talk about the the Virginia Cavaliers and college tennis and everything to do with tennis. So thank you for having me, Alex, and I look forward to further conversation. Absolutely, Coach. And can I get a Go Bears out of you before we go? Second Bears. Oh, even better, Coach. Take care. (laughs) 